Hey guys, we're back uh, for what's going to prove to be probably the last episode of the Players Podcast, the Jesuit Rugby 2020 Podcast, uh, as we know it going forward for this summer. Um, so we still have another episode coming from me, uh, but this looks like it's probably going to be the last player interview. It's been pretty tough trying to get some of these guys involved, just to get summer plans and stuff like that. So, uh, so we're just going to kind of keep it, the door open, but we're not going to promise anything. Uh, but keep the door open for, for some of those players to come and, and sit down with us a little bit. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit longer. It's, um, it's a sit-down I had a couple weeks ago with, with, uh, with Gigi, as we call him, uh, one of our captains. And he's, he's got his captain speech afterwards. So I'm going to kind of give, instead of my, my normal kind of speaking points uh, at the end, uh, I'm kind of going to just just go at it now uh, here at the beginning because uh, I think uh, having listened to Gigi's speech, it's it's pretty poignant um, and it's a good. I don't think there's anything I could say uh, that doesn't take away from from his message. So um, I just wanted to say what a joy it has been to coach Gigi and not only Gigi but the other uh, two seniors that we're missing right now, Cal and PJ, and and how much how much fun they've kind of made practice day in and day out uh th those three are definitely uh three of the guys that really kind of uh you know if, if there's ever a time when you're kind of thinking i don't know if i want to get out there when you're in the middle of the grind of a season you just kind of want to give the day off you know getting to hang out with those guys and kind of watch them grow um and be around the players uh was more than worth uh the time that it took um these three players in specific i think I was saving them for last for a reason. Um, you know, I believe they were the longest reigning players outside of Peyton. Um, but <clears throat> I think one of the big ones was that they were kind of the heart and soul of the team. I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, they were the last three when it came down, last three seniors when it came down to voting for captain. Uh, so I kind of had a plan as to that I wanted these three to be the last three that I want to talk about. So, but uh, I kind of forced, Gigi never had a choice. I kind of forced him to sit down with me and I had to kind of squeeze this interview in while he was on his way to work. Um, but I want to talk about all three of them at least for a second. Um, so first I'll talk about the two guys that, that we're missing uh, right now. And that's Cal and PJ. Uh, I think PJ is what we call, PJ is kind of the epitome of, of change. He's grown so much. And, and PJ, I think, you know, in rugby kind of found a, um, kind of saw, began to see in himself, especially these last two years, what we've always seen him, um, how much of a leader he is, how much he can, uh, he can offer the team, how athletic and amazing that he is. And, and I think PJ finally did kind of start to see that. And it was kind of awesome, especially the last two years, at, especially his junior year too, to really watch him kind of blossom as he kind of stepped up to the varsity plate. Um, and by the way, in case you're wondering, PJ is, I think, hands down, everybody's going to say he's the best basketball player on the team. Um, apparently, if you get, in, get into a game with him, uh, in fact, our last week of practice before everything got broken up, we were going to have like a team like kind of fitness bet where I was going to play him in 21 and see if he just destroyed me, which I'm pretty sure he would have. Uh, and then secondly, our, our Cal, Cal was our, our second um, senior captain and Cal is kind of the workhorse and that's kind of why he played the position that I, I put him at. Cal, you would you would never know it, Cal's kind of a, 
I guess, uh, you know, for his family. And I guess he's kind of the run to the litter. If you've ever seen Cal's brother, you'd be like, they're not related. Uh, Cal's brother's ginormous. Um, but Cal has that mentality. Um, Cal has a never give up and just keep going, going, going mentality. And I think it was interesting to kind of see how Cal would do anything, you know, over the last couple years as I coached him and would play as long as he could. And Cal, uh, you know, it was interesting to see him this senior year as I think right as kind of halfway through the season, I think it kind of sunk in for Cal that this was his last season. And so you started to see kind of his mentality change a little bit into that as much as he was leading everybody, he was also, you could see he was actively soaking in um, kind of every moment that he could uh, while he was out there. And, you know, he he's just kind of the consummate guy that just kind of just embodies a lot of what um, a lot of what we uh, what we try to teach um, for especially for for me as this forwards coach uh, you know he never really shies away from things he never really shies away uh, from any kind of uh, any, any kind of challenge that I give him even if it makes him feel uncomfortable and it's because of that um, that Cal uh, was named uh, our most valuable forward and then obviously the, the, the main event of this particular episode of the podcast is my conversation with Gigi. Uh, and there is nothing I guess I could really say about Gigi um, outside of that I, I'm just amazed by him as a person and as a rugby player. I've said for years, um, I think he's one of the best in the state at his position. And I, I still stand by that. Um, you know, Gigi was probably one of the most dominant forces in the lineout that we've ever had. Um, outside of you know a handful of guys that were six five and six four, um, and he was not scared. Um, there were a couple times, especially my first year. So this would have been Gigi's sophomore year when I saw him play, and I was fearful for him. Gigi was not as kind of filled out as he is now. He was kind of you know a Jesuit. We're known for our kind of tall, skinny itty bitty kids and I was a little bit scared because of the way he played he played a lot you know like Cal did in that he was just menacing and would just go and would go forever um, and he uh, you know and as he kind of filled out I kind of got less and less scared as he put on some muscle and he got and he got bigger and thicker and then I think he kind of came into his own and he just kind of said especially in his junior season he just kind of said you know what I deserve to be here and I belong um, as I say in the, in the interview, we talk about kind of how we vote captains. And I think that that's very important um, to understand kind of that these three guys were in the last little bit, but also just kind of what it came down to. Um, when we vote, we kind of all sit in a room and there's no titles, you know, there's no nothing. It's just every player, whether it's their first day or their last season, gets to sit in the room and kind of, you get to hear kind of one, we all nominate in front of each other. And then we all kind of talk about this is why. And the reason that we do it like that is because you get to kind of understand, one, for me as a coach, I get to kind of see what does this team value? What is, or, and then sometimes it's not only what they value, but it's kind of what do they hope to keep the same from last year or change from last year when they make these votes. Um, and this senior class, and one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that I did something like this for this senior class, was because this senior class 
had a, you know, I think almost every member was nominated, um, at least at least once. Um, so that was wonderful. And Gigi, uh, within the first vote, Gigi came out on top. And this this team had kind of made their voice heard that this is the kind of player that they want uh, they want leading them. So um, I'm going to be quiet now, and I'll, I'll let it go to the interview and let Gigi get to his speaking points. But uh, uh, so it's my pleasure to to introduce to you or, you know, to have you sit down with me as I sit down with Gigi, who is our 2020 Iron Ranger Award winner. All right, I'm here now with uh, Gigi, uh, another senior of the class 2020 and one of our captains. Gigi, how you doing? Good. How are you, coach? You know, just another day in paradise, brother, sitting in the closet recording a podcast. Yep, that's how it goes. Yeah, so we're, uh, you know, it sucks we have to meet like this. I know you're, you're really busy this summer, so I'm just going to kind of speed through this a little bit because um, I know you've got a little bit more content than most people because you get to put out your, your captain's speech at the end of this. Uh, so let's just kind of start with the beginning. Let's start with, you know, four years ago, probably today, uh, you know, you're starting to get a little nervous because you're getting ready to to start your career at Jesuit. What was, you know, freshman Gigi like? Why did he pick Jesuit? You know, where did you come from? All that stuff. Okay, so uh, to be honest, Jesuit was really a blessing for me. Um, the main factor behind it was that I knew I could get a really good education, and they offered me a really big scholarship. So it was kind of a no-brainer, and I was really thankful for that opportunity. So other than that, I was just kind of like a real humble little freshman who didn't really know much about anything. And yeah, I was really looking forward to, you know, starting off on a new path at high school. So yeah. So what school did you come from? I came from St. Pius X. Nice. And then, so did you do kind of the usual freshman thing where like your parents make you play freshman football just so you make friends? I did not. No, I didn't play freshman football. Mm, nice. One of the few. Very nice. Uh, so when uh, when did you find rugby? So I found rugby on uh, Vos Parades Day. So like previously from even knowing that Jesuit had rugby, my brother had been trying to, uh, my older brother had tried to play rugby um, at the club level just around Dallas, um, but he was not able to. So I already like had kind of an idea of what rugby was and I already thought it was pretty cool and once I uh, saw like the rugby booth I guess at Vos Parades, I was like sign me up I'll do that. So you had an older brother so he's significantly older like he was already back in Dallas or back in, in wherever? Um, he's five years older than me so at that point he was in college. You decide you're gonna play rugby so it's freshman year and you have to walk up to your mom and say mom I'm going to play rugby. How did that conversation go? <laughs> so that's funny. She was actually really happy about it. She was very much supportive of it, and she thought that was a really good idea. So kudos to mom. Uh, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, so she was a pretty good supporter the whole way through? Very much, yes. The best support. If you came home with an injury, I'm sure, that did that support waver at all? <laughs> um, she, was, she was always very concerned that I took care of myself. So if, if I ever did have an in injury, um, it was just like, really on the ball with medical attention but yeah as you're kind of progressing through your four years of rugby what was kind of what's your first I guess let's go with what's your first rugby memory so what was that memory when you think back of like where you were kind of nervous because it was your first kind of rugby outing so I remember my first game for sure and then like the first memory before that was actually at practice 
Um, so it was with Coach Ortiz, so we kind of just went straight into tackling. Like, I had a couple practices of, of uh, playing touch, but then once we kind of got into on-season, it was just right into tackling. And so we're all just standing in two lines to do the uh, one guy on defense, one guy on offense, run around the cones. And so <laughs> Geisler, actually, Michael Geisler, is on offense, so he runs off. And then, <laughs> um, not to name any names, but someone was in front of me in line, and they just kind of step aside. So I was like, someone's got to go. So I just ran out, and then I tried to tackle Geisler, and I actually I actually did tackle him. But I also think he kind of went easy on me. Very cool. So now that we've got your first memory, what is kind of, I guess, what's your favorite memory? What's the memory when you think back of your time at Jesuit Rugby? What is your memory that is going to kind of bring you the most joy? Honestly, it's either that memory or just any of the countless bus rides um, to like an, uh, a different city game, you know, when we traveled, just like hanging out with the guys on the bus, um, either before a game and you feel kind of jittery or after a game. And I don't know, it's just that was really fun for me. And that really felt like rugby, even though it's not actually the sport. Uh, OK, so now that we've got your we've got your we got your first we got your your favorite. So now sticking with the uh, the F theme here, what is the funniest rugby memory that you can think of right now? Okay, so everyone says the funniest memory was when uh, uh, Paraki had trucked Zach Alcantar at practice one time. So that would have been really comical. I didn't get to see it, however. Um, so any other memories would probably just be, you know, Eric goofing off at the tables for banquets or something like that, definitely. Now we're we're still back in the past. Now we're we're going back to freshman year, Gigi. What, you know, you're you're about. I'm guessing I can't remember the exact schedule, but you're about a month away from coming into your freshman year, Jesuit. What did freshman Gigi think the plan was going to be? Like, where did freshman Gigi see you right now, four years later? Like, what was, you know. I don't know if freshman Upton ever thought that, you know, Coach Upton was going to be the valedictorian, but he probably thought his grades were going to be significantly higher than what they ended up being. But like I said, what did, what did, what did freshman Gigi think the path, uh, the path for, for Gigi all four years was going to be? Honestly, um, it hasn't been that far off from what I expected. I just thought um, I'd go through, make a lot of friends, and then just try to be generally happy with whatever level of success I had. So I think... Honestly, uh, I would never saw being a rugby captain in that. So that was a really big, you know, blessing. And it was also just like a really high point. So I definitely didn't see that coming. So that's kind of turned out better. Um, other than that, I did think I'd be going to college. I did not think that I'd be wearing face masks all the time. So now if we look at senior Gigi and let's just look forward, where do you see yourself in 10 years? So in 10 years, I guess I'd be... At 28, we don't know what's really going to take place, but uh, hopefully, I would have some kind of uh, architecture certification or some kind of. Theoretically, I could have finished a master's by then, and I could be accredited. But I don't know if that's the path like that I will go down. So I would say, 10 years later, Gigi still has definitely a love for rugby, whether he gets to play it from time to time or whether he just watches it and then you know does an armchair quarterback type thing. And then hopefully I have, you know, some kind of foundation of a family starting out, maybe some, just some plans along the way or something like that. I doubt that I'll have like anything uh, solid by then. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. No, no, that's really cool. What if, what if I could tell you, let's throw a wrench in it. Ten years from now, money's not an issue. What is Gigi's dream? Like, where are you living? What city in the world? What are you doing? Stuff like that. So, first of all, is I could live pretty much anywhere in the world right now. Like, I don't have a specific place, but、uh, some places in America would be really nice. And then I, I also think of like Ireland or Italy.、Um, of course, I'd have to learn Italian. And then a dream car would be a、uh, Land Rover Defender, like a 1990s model. Other than that, just working, doing something that I appreciate enough to like wake up for it, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Now we're going to kind of dive back into kind of your Jesuit career and stuff, and we've talked about some of your favorite rugby memories, I guess. One of the ones that I would ask you is kind of what do you think, because you've kind of you know, seen a lot in your class and in your classmates, what do you think makes rugby? And probably more specifically, Jesuit rugby, so much different than I guess the other sports or clubs on campus.、Um, not to be like cliche about it, but definitely brotherhood.、Um, I think the other clubs are just a bunch of guys who are there for themselves, and they show up and they say, you know, what can I do to make this the best for me? And at rugby, guys either show up just out of like, you know, well I'm here now. I didn't make this team or that team. I'm here, or they show up. Already like prepared to commit themselves, and everyone just kind of commits to the team, and they say, like, sure, how can I make this good for me? But also, how can I? What can I do to help the team? And it's really whether they expected it or not, they really end up like going to practice and showing up just for the other guys, and to be there for the team, and to hang out, and then to learn more and push themselves. And, whereas, like, I feel like another team, even though I haven't been on any other teams, I feel like they kind of just show up. From their own, like, kind of a selfish mindset. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's cliche. I, in my opinion, you know, probably take it with a grain of salt. I, I think it's weird. I, I don't know if it makes Jesuit rugby different than than all rugby.、Um, I think it's just something in in the sport, honestly, that just kind of brings it out.、And、I don't know if it's the way it's played or stuff like that, but it's it's definitely one of those things where you you see these guys, they'll graduate college and they'll join a men's club, and then that becomes like their family. I always think that's that's really really cool. I know like I'm closest with you know the, the men's team that I played the longest with. I know like I'm close to all those guys. And, you know they stood in my wedding and stuff like that. So no, I, I definitely I definitely I, I don't like to say that you know we take credit for that as Jesuit rugby.、Uh, it's more just kind of sometimes I think the sport itself. All right, so we've talked about that.、We've、kind of said kind of so now let's kind of break it down into those kind of last you know couple questions、um, that I tend to ask everybody I've, again. I've, Still, you guys, your schedules just throw me off. I'm so、uh, backwards about it. But we're just going to kind of run through some random questions, and、right. whatever comes to my mind is going to come to my mind, and that's the ones I'm going to ask you.、Uh, so let's start it off with Gigi's favorite food. Oh, my favorite food is definitely macaroni and cheese.、Um, it has to be real cheesy and creamy. But other than that, just just noodles and cheese, and I'm happy. Are we talking like out of the box craft? Macaroni and cheese, or like fresh pasta, like restaurant style. What are we talking? Um, definitely like restaurant style, or from a an actual place. Like I think of like Dickie's Barbecue Pit. It's better than from the box, but I seriously won't,、uh, you know, snub my nose at something from a blue box. So, what is Gigi's least favorite food? Carrots. Carrots, like just any carrots, raw carrots, cooked carrots. Pretty much, yeah. Sometimes, if it's like in a dish, like I think of like Asian food, sometimes has carrots in it. I'm okay with that. But other than that, please don't give me carrots. 
I love raw carrots. Hate cooked carrots, like with a passion. Yeah. Like I don't know why. It's just it's a maybe it's a texture thing, but it is it is awful. Uh, who is your favorite athlete? Oh, that's a good one. Um, my favorite athlete is probably Cristiano Ronaldo. I've liked him since I was a really little kid. He's kind of like just seems like a good guy to look up to and a good athlete all around. Who is your favorite? I guess rugby team or rug or even yeah let's go with rugby team first so who is your favorite rugby team um i would just say usa if there's an athlete that you would have to say you modeled kind of your athletic ability or your your model of play after who would that athlete be um i would definitely say i think sonny bill williams because yourself and coach crossy both would mention him all the time as like someone to model yourself after and to look up to and I believe it was uh, Sonny Bill Williams who swept the sheds for the All Blacks, um, but it was also, I think, the entire team. So I definitely tried to take that, I guess, mentality and bring it to my rugby career at Jesuit. For those of you who don't know, what Gigi's talking about is that the All Blacks have swept the sheds, and it's it's a model that they have. And, and what it is, it's kind of a sign of leadership, is that if you are asked to sweep the sheds after practice or after a game, uh, that's like a sign of you're the next kind of in, in, in lead. In fact, um, that they were kind of known for that. So Dan Carter and, and Richie McCall, who are essentially like, imagine Michael Jordan and LeBron James on the same team. They used to wait till everybody left, and then they would sweep the sheds, and then they would kind of ask people to join. And it's it's a pretty big mantra that just kind of says that no one's kind of bigger than the team. Uh, all right, so what if, if I told you you could go back in time and you could give freshman Gigi one bit of advice, what would it be? I would tell freshman Gigi to buy some good cleats because I would always buy very <laughs> cheap cleats. Um, other than that, definitely to honestly work on my sprinting more outside of practice. Maybe try even to be a back once in a while just so I would have the full like well-roundedness. And then lastly, I'd say to watch more professional rugby. You guys don't have to wait up till four in the morning like I used to. It's like out there all the time on demand. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, we're going to make a movie about the 2020 team or the senior class. You can kind of pick. Okay, so this is the question I kind of gave you a little bit of warning about. But So which, who's playing who? All right, so it's a little bit rocky because I'm not that into, uh, you know, celebrity culture or celebrity media. But this is what I got. Um, for the 2020 rugby team movie, um, Myself, I would be played by Adam Driver. Uh, that one is just because everyone says to me, oh, you look like Kylo Ren. And so that's nice. who plays Kylo Ren. Um, and then moving forward from that, I would say Cy Mendenhall would have to be played by Terry Crews, um, just based on mus muscular mass. Um, for Cal, I kind of get like a Matt Damon vibe. Uh -huh. For yourself, I would cast you as Will Ferrell. Um, and then from there, it could kind of go any way. I could see Peyton being uh, Steve Carell for some reason. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, PJ would have to be somebody funny, um, but I don't really have actually anyone coming to mind for that. PJ, maybe he could be like the, the Mark Wahlberg in his funny movie since he's... Yeah, trying to get all jacked. 
That's all. That's a good cast. Will Ferrell. I like it. He's got more hair than me, so I'll take it. I'm not going to be upset with that. No, Gigi, that's really cool. So then I guess, um, I guess before we kind of head out, let's, let's kind of, uh, tell everybody kind of what's in the future for Gigi. Where are you going to school? Are you going to play rugby? What are you going to major in? All that stuff. All right. So I'm going to Texas A&M at College Station. Um, I'm planning on majoring in environmental design. Um, it's just part of the College of Architecture. Theoretically, that sets me up for a master's in architecture if I decide that route. And then I did plan on joining the club rugby team at A&M, but I'm actually not sure if they'll even you know, have one this year due to coronavirus. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with which semester because they go both semesters. So we're just kind of waiting to see. USA Rugby, I think, is going to push uh, some stuff back so that colleges will play in the spring instead of the fall. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So are you in one of those cool programs where, like, you know, you could graduate, like, earlier and get your master's? Like, like uh, instead of having to go two years after, like, you just do it in one year, like, in five years at A&M and go through the A&M thing and get your master's? I don't, I don't think so. I think the track that I'm on would actually be six years. Um, six years. Wow. So what do you want to do with your architecture degree? Yeah, so I want to design either, I would prefer to design residential buildings, but I could design, you know, like um, affordable housing or, you know, some kinds of buildings or office, uh, you know, leasing stuff. I wouldn't really want to do just office buildings, um, but anything yeah. with designing structures, buildings, hopefully being eco-friendly with it. Yeah, I just like the, the whole process behind designing and engineering and then uh, resolving problems. So you're gonna, so you're essentially gonna be Ted Mosby from How I Met. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it's gonna be awesome. So you're gonna move to New York. You're gonna steal a blue French horn. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a robin. Life's gonna be great. You're gonna live with one of the most hilarious people ever. This is gonna be great. This is gonna pan out great for you. It will. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. All right, so Gigi, now's the kind of time, and I know it's it's a little weird because uh, following this, we'll hear your your captain's speech. That's traditional for all the captains to give. But uh, if there's anything that you would like to say to maybe freshmen that are thinking about playing rugby, or you know the lower classmen uh, that were on your team this year, outside of anything you said in your speech, is there any advice or anything you want to leave with you know the uh, the future of, of this program? Sure. So the first thing I want to say is just thank you to everybody who's been there already. Um, and, and then, and I definitely did say this in my speech, but um, I would say thank you and then be there for each other just in any way that you can. Um, be there for the guy next to you. And as long as he's being there for the guy next to him, then everyone's uh, taken care of and y'all are one, one team. Um, and then I would say to any freshmen that are considering rugby, yes, go for it try it um, I think you'll find that you won't want to leave it and that it's a really healthy fun part of your life that brings you it like really opens up your life to a lot of things that's awesome Gigi thank you so much I know you got to get running but thank you so much for for carving out some time for us it was it was an absolute joy to coach you and watch you turn into I think you know when I first coached you to see you kind of think you were okay and then to watch you blossom and honestly over the last two years I think you were uh you were definitely one of the best in the state at your position and I think it's it's wonderful to kind of watch you kind of flourish and I, I can't wait to see you keep playing and keep playing A&M and keep that tradition going alive so thanks a lot for being here brother thank you very much and uh, I'd also like to thank you for coaching me and for being there every step of the way and 
giving me all that guidance. Um, thank you very much. No, no, you're you're one of the reasons why we do it to to have kids like you. So I know you got busy stuff, so go on and get to it. Uh, but again, it's been a great time sitting down with with one of our amazing captains, uh, at Gigi, as we all know, but Daniel Gutierrez Gorman. This is Gigi, and I'm recording my captain speech for the end of the season for Jesuit rugby. So first, I want to start off by thanking y'all and telling you what this team means to me. Obviously, I want to thank y'all for even making me your captain. Walking into the locker room and getting that announcement was really a high point of my life, and definitely the high point of my rugby career. I'm especially happy that I was able to play alongside this team of guys, specifically, I couldn't think of a better lineup to play the last season of my Jesuit rugby career with. Each one of you means so much to me. I would also like to thank all the people who make this rugby team possible. The parents who allow their kids to pursue the sport, and the coaches who put aside time in their busy lives to teach us. Thank you Coach Upton for investing so much of your time and energy in this team and building up the Jesuit rugby program. Thank you Coach Krosky for always being there and getting us a field to practice on. Thank you for looking out for us as a team and asking how we were doing on the daily. Thank you, Coach Heaver and Coach Bolton. Y'all definitely took time out of your personal, full lives to show up and give us guidance at practice, and I am extremely grateful for that. Also, to all the freshmen and JV kids that I never got the chance to play alongside of, don't think that I forgot about y'all. I definitely appreciate y'all, and I look forward to hearing about all the good work that you will do. Even though I didn't get to play with y'all, I really enjoyed talking with y'all in the locker room, showing y'all tips at practice, and uh, and I appreciate y'all even setting up the varsity field before games and helping with stuff like that. Um, it really goes unthanked and unnoticed, but I definitely saw it, so thank you very much for that. Um, also, when I address the players, I'm addressing all of you regardless of position or roster or JV or varsity. Playing rugby for all four years was definitely the best part about Jesuit for me, so I just want to thank everyone who had an impact on that. Now players, I'm really sorry that our season was cut so short. I was looking forward to playing the rest of those games with y'all, and I feel like we were finally hitting our stride as a team. I would still play a full game of rugby with y'all right now with no hesitation whatsoever. Obviously those though these things happen and you can't do anything about a global pandemic, um, but I'd do it all again in a heartbeat even the sprints and the fitness and everything that was hard and everything that was fun. But that's enough about me. This is what I saw about this year that I thought was good. I would like to say that I was really impressed by the way we practiced this year. Y'all showed up every day and were on the ball and were committed to practicing hard. That's what counts. Y'all would even frequently stay later after practice was done to put in extra work and I'm really proud of that. That exact drive and work ethic will surely take y'all really far next year and I hope y'all can keep that up. We felt like a unified team in victory and even more so in defeat, which also makes me really proud because I'd rather be on a team that supports each other and loses than on a team that wins but doesn't care about each other. Don't take losses to heart, just learn what you can from them and move on. Um, the most important lessons or piece of guidance that I would like to leave with y'all players is that by working together, you can achieve anything. I really do see a lot of potential in this team, and I truly hope that through camaraderie, humility, and support, y'all can go far and be a huge threat to the other teams out there. The, ac the action steps that I would suggest for y'all are not valuing certain positions over others, 
An example of this would be stepping outside, stepping aside and giving other players and non-starters a chance to get some reps at practice. Especially if you've already gotten some reps, you know, get, let some other people get some reps because that's what practice is for. Um, supporting and encouraging each other in good and in bad is really important. Find whatever is good about something and focus on that. If someone messes up in a game or in practice, know that they're already kind of kicking themselves about it so you don't need to yell at them. Just say, hey man, it's okay, and that will help them get back to the game quicker. You'll appreciate it on both sides, when you mess up and when you're helping someone else out who just messed up. Um, lastly, I would say listen and communicate. Speak your mind and take time to listen to others and consider others' opinions. Um, whether during playing rugby, communicating, saying where you are on the field and what jobs you have, or even outside of rugby, talking about new uh, plans or new positions or new plays, backs plays and forwards plays. Really, communication is key. Unity is far more powerful and a formidable force than size, power, funding, or even talent. So I would say the most important lesson is unity. Um, I don't know if y'all will necessarily get to play another season, but I really hope you can. I'll just say in the midst of all this uncertainty, just be there for each other and know that your brothers will be there for you on or off the pitch. And everything you do related to rugby, rugby, just try to remember the phrase 15 as one and you'll be good. Thanks guys. I'm so proud of y'all.